everybody, and welcome back to How Do You Hustle with Cami Dimitrova, a podcast where I interview comedians about their day jobs. Um, or, you know, a podcast where we just talk about really how we feel about the coronavirus and what we're doing in quarantine, what our lives were before quarantine, and what we hope them to be after. Or just checking in fully for an hour. Um, so, you know, however, however the podcast sort of unfolds is what it is. Um, I hope everyone is having a great day, a great week. It's okay if you're not. I certainly have my own ups and downs. Recently, I've been okay. Um, in the past, not great. You know, just really depends. It really depends on the day. If I'm having a good day, that means I'm usually um, I don't know, like, be, you know, I can do things like laundry and, you know, whatever and like smile and stuff. And if I'm having a bad day, I usually, um, just don't, I don't know. I don't really, I just like sit on the couch and watch TV and, uh, yeah, I don't know, but, um, it's, you know, we're getting through it. We're getting through it slowly, but surely could be worse, uh, for sure. So, um, we have an amazing episode this week. I'm very, very excited for this guest. Um, you have seen her on Herald Night at UCB. LOL. Remember UCB, a theater that existed and now it doesn't. Well, this person <laughs> was a Herald team member, uh, on the team Reba. She was also on mod before that. Uh, and then of course on Lloyd, um, and then she's also been uh, in Mindy Kaling's movie Late Night, No Big Deal, and Safe Spaces, starring Justin Long and Kate Berlant. Uh, she who's literally my idol, Kate Berlant. Oh my god! Um, and then she's also co-hosts a bi-weekly podcast called Second Best, a DND Adventure. It's all, uh, and it's she's just been all over the internet. A lot of video stuff, uh, content stuff. If you literally turn on Netflix, she's like on every show. It's amazing. Um, and most recently, which is super exciting. And we talk about this in the episode is that she booked a series regular role on a Showtime pilot called Rita opposite Lena Headey. And for those of you who don't know who that is, um, shame on you. No, she, okay. She is, she's, uh, Cersei Lannister in game of Thrones. So no big deal. Um, but you know her, you love her. I'm just going to say her name because I think I should have said it earlier, but I want to do like without the further ado thing, but I'll just say it now. Glow Tavares is our guest. Um, and uh, on this episode, we basically talk about, you know, um, her, she grew up in Florida and uh, her decision to move to New York to do comedy, to do UCB. Um, and then how basically she was living paycheck to paycheck and she talks about that and how that really didn't stop her from pursuing her dreams. She was sort of just like, you know, I'll take it as it comes. I've figured out my life like week by week. I'll just sort of figure it out. And like she did what she had to do and, uh, ended up crushing it. And we also, uh, talk about, uh, being Virgos, of course, we're both Virgos. We're both very critical, detail-oriented, you know, um, as Virgos are. And then, of course, uh, towards the end, we also talk about um, how you can still, even though, like, Glow someone who clearly is, like, booking stuff and doing amazing things, she also talks about the reality of, like, also being broke sometimes. Like, even when you're visibly, you know, your Insta's popping and everyone's like, oh, my God, you're, like, in everything that's so cool. Um, you could still be struggling financially, which is just how this industry is. It's crazy. Um, I think we both thought booking a commercial would like, would like sustain us for five years <laughs> or something. And it's like, just not the case. Cause you just don't know how this works. Um, but anyway, 
cool. I hope uh, you really enjoyed this episode. I certainly did uh, over Zoom as we do in these times of quarantine. Without further ado, Glow Tavares. Hi, Cammy. How are you? <laughs> Good. How wow. the heck are you is really oh, the question. Man. Oh man. Oh man. Today, probably not a good day. <laughs> probably not a good day. That's a probably perfect time not. to do the pod because you can just talk about your feelings. That's what this pod really is. Oh, it's about feels. Good. Yeah, it's about feels. Man, I was really, <laughs> I like the first two weeks were bad. And then last week I was like, mm. I got this. The human spirit, we can't be stopped. We can't be stopped. <laughs> can you believe I'm a human and look at me? <laughs> I can get used to anything. <laughs> I can overcome anything. Quarantine, no problem. I got this. And then this week, I'm like, not again. <laughs> get me out of here. <laughs> the same intensity, just a totally different mindset. I can't do it. <laughs> the I first two weeks, you're like, okay, what's going on? Like, very shy this week. I'm like, ah! <laughs> I literally, Glow, had the same, literally the same trajectory. I was like, huh, this is okay, okay. And then the truly, truly this past weekend, I was like full meltdown. Like, what the fuck is happening? It's so crazy. Because it's like, yes, I really was like, wow, humans are resilient and amazing. (laughs) Like my most Virgo self, I was like, I got a rhythm down. I got a, I have a rhythm. Yes, rhythm. A I like have a, a routine. I like, yes. I know. So I'm not putting no pressure on myself because you know, right. I'm a Virgo and I'm very good at that. So yes. I was like, I'm not putting pressure on myself. I'm just playing Stardew Valley all day. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm over it because I'm not working. Like I'm lucky right. enough the family I babysit for, they keep giving me money. That's great. But I'm just, you know, yeah, no, yeah, you're just like trying to figure shit out. I know, I know, it's like such a weird time right now, especially like, I don't know, especially we're used to doing, you know, being around people, making, you know, like just hanging out with people, and uh, yeah, I don't know, like sketch, improv, whatever it is, just like being a part of a community, it's like kind of feeds us. Sometimes, you know, we want, we need breaks from it, but like not for forever. And you're just like, not okay, forever. not for forever. <laughs> What's also crazy is like running into people. I didn't think I would miss that. Like the whole like seeing someone on the subway. (laughs) I know. That's true. Right. Was a nightmare, but I would give a subway conversation for anything. For anything. There have been people who I vaguely know, like maybe have had one interaction with, and I have bumped into them during this quarantine or whatever and been like, how are you? Just like <laughs> looked deeply into their soul and like genuinely just wanted to know how they're doing. It's like crazy. A new person. <laughs> <laughs> just, just someone I know, kind of. Kind of. <laughs> like, it's, it's like so weird. What oh. a weird time we're living in. Also, well, like have you have you spoken to your family more than you ever have oh, in your life? <laughs> truly nonstop. I know more about my family than I did for the past 30 years of being alive. Like I literally was like, what? Cool. Like Dad. it's so fun. Yeah. Have you been have you been chatting with fam a lot? Oh my God. My dad, who like I have spoken to maybe 30 seconds <laughs> for my whole life. I have spoken to every day, twice a day <laughs> for the past <laughs> month. 
and he'll call me and just be like, so yeah, you know, like when I was young, I'm like, oh, now you want to tell me stories? I am going to be 30 this year. Now is when you're going to tell me about your childhood. That's crazy. Right, right. You're like, oh, that's so, you know, that's like, that has been this crazy, like the part of this where it's like, you think people will get like, stay, you know, feel like they're out of touch or like not communicating. In fact, like it's like encourage people to talk more which is so the, much. which is just, yeah. Like you're saying like your dad who I get like, so you, were you close with him before? Or like, this is just like a new thing that happened. We talk like every two weeks. <laughs> right. Right. Every time he'd be like, why don't you call me? And I'd be like, I don't know, dad. And then we'd talk for like two minutes. Cause I'd be like, what's up with you? He's like, nothing. What's up with me? Nothing. Well, you know, I did a show. Oh, cool. How about you? Yeah, I sold a car. I was like, okay. (laughs) I did a show. I sold a car. See you later. Talk to you in two weeks. (laughs) And now it's like, well, you know, Biden is an idiot. (laughs) 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 Just getting political. We're getting political. It's hard because like in English, I can sound eloquent and smart. In Spanish, I sound like an idiot. I'm like, no, (laughs) because... He bad and mean <laughs> and him good. <laughs> like, my vocabulary in Spanish is not working out for me. <laughs> is that a thing? I, I, I feel you on that. Like I, I, my vocabulary in Bulgarian is like an eight-year-old. So like certain words, I just don't, I literally just like don't know. Like I would be schooled by a nine-year-old. You know, like anyone who's older, I'd be like, I don't, I don't know what you're saying. Absolutely. Um, but is that like- yeah, yeah. Is that, like, similar for you with Spanish? Yeah, especially, I don't know if you grew up in New York or not, but I grew up in Florida around my family, and I mm-hmm. saw them a lot. It was, and also, like, even though I live in a Spanish community here, I was more involved in the Spanish community in, in Florida. Like, mm-hmm. everyone was Spanish. Like, everyone in my school, like, everyone in my church, and I went to a Spanish church, and, like, I, like, you know, I don't go to church anymore, but, like, I, you know, I was I was, like, constantly speaking Spanish, constantly like interacting in the in the Spanish world especially because I lived with my mother and my mother didn't speak English and all that stuff and now I don't speak Spanish as often because I only speak Spanish when I'm talking to her on the phone Mm. and and like sometimes around the neighborhood but even I don't know sometimes I feel like a shitty person because I don't speak Spanish but the Mm -hmm. amount of times in New York City where I was like oh do you speak Spanish to people to try to make their lives easier and they either don't want to speak in Spanish because they hate that I assumed they were Spanish sure. or they um or they're actually like Russian or whatever I'm just like <laughs> I, can't, I don't know like, my bad <laughs> my bad uh also because like growing up in a very Latin community everyone like I saw the whole diaspora of what Latin people could look like mm-hmm. because we are <laughs> truly all mutts we're all just like just like different races all put mm-hmm. together so mm-hmm. in my head everyone could be Spanish and it turns right. out a lot of people aren't <laughs> so I stopped speaking in Spanish as much as I used to uh just right. it's tough out here it's, it's hard out here that's so true also just the New Yorkers mentality sometimes is like uh fuck you <laughs> like everyone's yeah. just sort of like you know not as warm and friendly you know as like maybe other places still good people but like just very to themselves I think I understand it like (laughs) I like I don't want to sit here and be like I hate political correctness because I understand why someone would do that but as a Spanish person as like a a Latinx person I miss uh being able to relate to people in like 
in like a, oh, you're Puerto Rican, you like this, right? Or like, even if it was like, like kind of, to me, like when you would, we would interact with each other, it felt like rivalries and Mm. and it was fun in that way. That's how it was in Florida. Mm -hmm. But in New York, that is just not part of the culture because there's just so much that we can't like shit on each other in any way, in a way that like feels Mm. fun and friendly. (laughs) Sure, sure. Oh, you're saying there's yeah. just so much, like, just just shit going on, like, in terms of politics and whatnot. Yeah, and I think it's, 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 it's hard. It's just harder out here to, sure. like, live in that world. Um, and it's fine. I see it. But I, I do miss being able to be like, oh, you're Colombian. I can tell from your accent. Oh, because, <laughs> like, stuff like that. Because now you right. can't like that yeah because right but you're right I see what you're saying I see what you're saying and you're like coming from like a Latinx perspective you're like oh well like I feel like I can you know that's part of like taking back the thing yeah you know um no yeah it's I mean it's weird yeah you know for all the the Bulgarian community I tell you what (laughs) (laughs) there's three of us no no we're all white and boring but uh (laughs) I didn't think you were white when I met you, Cam. Right. Thank you so much. Uh, That is the biggest compliment. God, thank (laughs) you for saying that. That is the biggest compliment anyone could ever say to me. And whenever anyone says that, I'm like, I just, I'll be like, no, you're right. I'm not. (laughs) I think I saw you do a comedy show and you were like playing piano and maybe you started speaking in Bulgarian or something. And I was like, oh, she's not. (laughs) (laughs) She's, what is, no, she's. Oh, she's not okay. I thought she was like brown. <laughs> oh, she what? <laughs> okay, okay, like, that one reference that you were talking about when you asked someone if they're like Latino or not, <laughs> Russian. It's like that was me. That was you. That was me. Hey. A lot, to be honest. The it happened a lot. It happened with like every race. <laughs> Everyone <laughs> like, are you Spanish? Like. No, I'm from the Middle East. I'm like, okay, sorry. <laughs> I had to <laughs> I wanted to relate. <laughs> Just trying to make friends over here. They're like, go. <laughs> They're like, you're like on the F train. They're like, I have to go. I have to get off. I don't live in Brooklyn, but I'm getting off. <laughs> I'm getting off at Bergen. I have to go. <laughs> to go. Oh my God. That is so funny. Um, well, I left. So, so you mentioned Florida. I mean, why don't we just dive into that a little bit and just talk about your, um, your, your life there. Where in Florida are you from? I'm from Kissimmee, which is uh, next yes. to Orlando. Yes. Yeah. Oh my uh, gosh. That's awesome. Yeah, I so like my childhood was different than a lot of people's childhood. Mm-hmm. As in, I would like go to. Sorry, I had to burp. <laughs> I, I would go to like um, theme parks a lot as my field trips. Like we didn't go to many museums; we would just go to Disney World instead. So mm-hmm, that was mm-hmm. my childhood. But I love I loved Florida. I was thinking about this today. Like I do have Florida pride, even though the whole country hates Florida. And also, like especially with the quarantine times. People in Florida are acting a fool. Yes. <laughs> They're acting a fool. Uh, and the fool. governor is acting a fool. And they are being wild over there. My family keeps calling me like, look at all the people on, in the street. And I'm like, but you're in the street too. <laughs> like, go home. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. It's crazy out there. I'm from Florida. I grew up in Florida too, in Tampa. And it's just like the, my, my, one of my best friends is down there right now with her family. And she's just like, people are literally going crazy. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Yeah, Tampa, Tampa proper? 
uh, Tampa, Tampa proper pretty much. I went to high school in Tampa, but I'm from like Wesley Chapel. If we're doing like deep cuts, I'm doing like uh, yeah, Wesley Chapel area. I don't know if that's familiar, but my dad lives in Valrico and my, I have like family in Brandon. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Imagine it's the other side of Tampa. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's like North. I'm from, I'm closer, honestly, like to Orlando. Like I'm off of, I, if you drive off of I-4 on 75, Yes. You'll hit okay. my exit. Yeah. Anywho. <laughs> I love uh, it. I would get yeah. off on Plant City and go to like that farm, the strawberry farm. Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, I don't know the strawberry farm. Oh, there, it's like in Plant City or like near there, there's a farm and I can't remember the names, but they, they make like this strawberry milkshake that is so good because it's like fresh strawberries and they have like a really good strawberry shortcake. And Yum. I would like visit my dad, stop by there and pick up some milkshakes and like keep driving. Yum. That sounds like delicious. Yes. <laughs> Off I four. There you go. There's e- it's Ebor City and strawberries. There you go. <laughs> so so that's I, that's- I do miss fresh fruits. I miss fresh fruits. <laughs> Mm. it's not the same up here it's not it's not it's not and also Publix can we just give Publix a shout out because <laughs> always that shit is the best the best and oh. Tawana Flats do you remember Tawana Flats yeah yes of course of course of course that's ideal that's a that's that's one of the best chains there that's is delicious delicious god it's that's just good food yeah good good, good text out there <laughs> Um, I'll fight anyone. <laughs> yeah, literally come fight us. Don't though, because we'll get sick, but don't. Don't so, like but maybe like till quarantine's over and then we'll fight if you're still mad. <laughs> Just like gangsters trying to plan a fight, but they're like, I but like <laughs> we have to do it later. We have to do this later. We'll we'll fight later. Um <laughs> Yeah. Once this yeah, for sure. virus is over, I'm gonna kick your ass. Anyway, <laughs> all right, buddy. Um uh, cool. <laughs> anyway. Cool, cool, cool. So you're from the Orlando area, kiss me. Um, and you grew up there. Were you? What was like your childhood like? Were you um, like, uh, were you extroverted? Were you like doing like theater and stuff, or were you? What was your whole vibe? What was Baby Glow like? I I was. It, it's it's really uh, weird because I went through moments where I was like extremely isolated, and then moments where I was like very extroverted, and it would like oscillate. But in high school, I was pretty extroverted. I My best friend was like the class clown and I was like her little sidekick and she was like the funniest person in the room. So <laughs> I would, uh, and I would make her laugh. We, we would make each other laugh, but she was the funniest. Everyone loved her. And, um, but I did do theater in high school. I loved it. Great. I, I like never vibed with the theater people. Like they were <laughs> cool with me. We were cool, but like, I just loved theater and I loved being in, in like, the space and the, and like creating things. And I, um, I was, I did a lot of tech crew and I, yeah, tech. tech crew, I Woo-hoo. did tech crew and I would have like two lines in a play. And the last play I did, I had like the comedic part of it. Mm-hmm. And that was like one of the moments of my life where I was like, this is the most fun. <laughs> like being <laughs> I funny and like it. making weird choices that like shocks people. I was like, yes, I'm doing it. Um, yes. What do you remember what play it was? It was called uh, A Tale of a tale Two of... Oranges. Uh-huh. It was like a Commedia del, Art, del Arte play, but it was like modernized. I think cool. it was like A Tale of Two Oranges or A Tale of Three Oranges. Cool. And it, was, it was like a Commedia del Art, but it was like a modern one. And it was really, 
silly and I was like a hag um in it <laughs> it was <great. laughs> you're like and then I played a hag and then I knew I gotta do this forever I gotta do this forever I gotta be funny forever <laughs> I have to be a hag in everything I do hag forever yeah <laughs> forever oh god that's really cool okay cool cool so you were like involved in that stuff um and that's where your sort of love for for comedy and performing came from did you end up pursuing that um later on in college or what was like post high school life for you like um so I another thing about it is in middle school everyone in my yearbook wrote you're really annoying but funny (laughs) 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 he wrote you're annoying they wrote I'm annoying they were like you're so like stop saying you're annoying but you're so funny and I (laughs) remember thinking like am I funny (laughs) like it was never a goal and then I think post high school I realized that I just loved comedy and I loved laughing but I didn't I knew I loved it but it was a moment where I was like oh this is more important to me than anyone else because I thought everyone loved laughing and comedy yeah like you realize because that's a thing that everyone does everyone laughs but I would like seek laughter and like seek jokes and like try to make people laugh and like figure out jokes with my friends and like try like it was a, it was like a thing that I would force <laughs> that a lot of people would be like, chill out. I'm like, no, we could be laughing right now. <laughs> don't you like, know we could be laughing? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you know this, uh, but you could be laughing. If we put a little bit of effort in, we can find something funny. <laughs> Uh, but I like studied economics in, in college. What? Was, like, Whoa! I did. I I was in, I studied economics for three years, and then wow. I wasn't doing well, and I took a semester off. And instead of returning to school, I moved to New York and started doing comedy. <laughs> Get it? Wow, economics. So what led you to decide to pursue that? Were you just like, like this feels like a safe choice kind of thing, or? I liked it. I, I liked oh, it okay. social science and when I, cause I, I like math and I like, like psychology and stuff. Like, girl, we're the I same like social, yeah. What? We're the same person, literally. Virgo, <laughs> math, psychology, <laughs> fucking get it. <laughs> fucking love that shit. Fucking love that shit. <laughs> I'm not a good reader though. And <laughs> I think, <laughs> God! I hate, I'm like not good at it. And sometimes when I read books, I'm like, fucking my friend gets so mad at me when I say this but I'm like book readers and authors love to like praise book readers and books and like they love to be like if you don't read books you're an idiot in books and it's like fuck off I'm tired of that pretension of like readers are the best other people are smart too I just the (laughs) word jumble up like in my head and you don't know yes uh, yes the word jumble up I like pictures I like numbers I get those things I do not the words I can't Give me a graph and I'll <laughs> I'll read the shit out of a graph. I will love a graph. Give me a graph. I'll read the shit out of a graph. You give me a paragraph, I am going to <laughs> put the word on the bottom of the page, on the top of the page, and then I'll be like, why the fuck did it say that? And then I'll read it over and I'm like, oh, that's not what it said at all. And then I'll think about what I thought it said. And then I'll keep reading while thinking about something else. And then I'll be like, wait, what am I doing? I'm supposed to be reading. And then I have to go back and start over. And that is reading for me. It's, it's impossible. <laughs> it is impossible. It is not. I cannot concentrate on it. But I do it. I enjoy it. And when I do get into it, it's great. But man, if the book Ugh. is not entertaining me to the fullest potential, 
I can't do I it. I can't. And, and the level of entertainment that is required <laughs> is like Fifty Shades of Grey I read in one day because it was full <laughs> of sexual sex things. And I was like, I can do this, you know, like I'll read soft pornography or whatever. Like, that's fine. Oh my God. Red, just, white, and royal blue. I consumed ugh, it. Red, I consumed <laughs> I consumed it. I sucked it up. The words came in. They popped off the page. (laughs) Now now we're just like, we're like, books are amazing. But like, because it was, that book is amazing. Yes. A piece of crap. (laughs) Right. I know. No, total trash. Yeah. But it's, it's just like, whatever. I mean, like, but that's the only thing. I totally agree. I'm so like, it's so, I'm so happy you said that because I I truly agree. I was sucked at reading comprehension. Even if I do read the words 15 years later, I like don't, I can't retain it. It's like a whole thing. It's very strange. It's a whole thing. Sometimes whole thing. 15 years later, I'll read something that I used to love and I'll be like, that's what that means. I'm also like, I, I sometimes don't understand things, but I push through it. And I think sometimes book readers will stop and be like, what's this mean? And oh, I'm like, sure. I don't get it. I'll just keep reading. And then like <laughs> two pages later, I'm like, there is something that I am missing. I need to go back and figure out what it is the thing that I didn't get. Like, it's, it's bad. I mean, I have really bad reading techniques and maybe it, it's something I need to improve on, but also like video games are fun too. So that's what's <laughs> up. That's what's up. That's um, <laughs> yeah, no, but, <laughs> the shit. Um, but yeah. Um, yeah. cool. Okay. So that, so you were, you were like a math brain, psychology brain. So you thought, but you were into theater. You weren't about to like study it though. You weren't like, okay, I'm not going to like put all my eggs in this basket for college I in high school I loved theater but I was like let's be realistic I'm a fat girl Mm. and the only fat role I see out in the world is like Tracy from from um hairspray right and she's great but that's literally the only fat role I have ever seen or what's her face from Degrassi who's there for like a season and then got beat up by her boyfriend And then moved away to be a model. I'm like, that's also not my life. So like, I just, I can't, I like, couldn't, I was like, there's nothing there for me. So why pursue that? It's just sure. a waste of time. But sure then did. I kept listening to podcasts, like when I was off, but I also, so talking about, I just liked it. I felt like a social science and I got into free economics or whatever, but then I actually started studying economics. I'm like, this is more of a business degree, and I thought it was going to be a social science. It, that's mm. what, like, they presented it in the beginning, and then later on, we're just, like, talking about, like, fucking businesses, monies, and I'm like, I don't care. I want to know why people do things and how economics feeds them. Like, I don't care about, like, that. I took a sports economics class, and it was, like, the biggest mistake of my life, because I Uh-oh. couldn't care less, but it was the only class offered, um, yeah and was it like it was just like the study of like how sports makes money it was like the Yankees are worth it it's like about like arenas and like how much money invested (laughs) and like this shit I was like I I don't care about sports I think anyone else would have been like this is cool but I was like I don't care I don't care about sports like no thank you uh I want to know about a mindset I don't care about how much the stadium costs to build goodbye really don't care yeah like could care less I think in, in now I would be interested in arenas and stuff because I'm like, I don't know, maybe I think about the economics, how it affects like neighboring towns. But at that age, I was like, I don't care. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't like, care. This. Well, right. And also like probably the creative part of you is still like definitely there and you're just like, eh, 
this is not, you know, like this is in Congress with how I'm, you know, feeling or whatever, mm-hmm. like actually wanting to pursue. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So what were you, were you doing like extracurricular stuff in, um, in college too? Or, were you, or like, what kind of time period was that for you? Was it like a period of like self-discovery? Was it, I was total trash for two years in college. So <laughs> I just wonder if pe- everyone's like that or. I went to community college for two years and there I had a lot of friends and it was very social. And then they kind of stayed in the community college. Um, I don't know if you know Valencia. Woo! <laughs> My alma mater, Valencia Community College. Hey! Uh, they stayed there, but I moved on to UCF. And that was, like, my first time being around white people. <laughs> like, oh, shit! In, like, a long time. I think in middle school I was around white people. But, like, since then, like, it had been a long time since I was around white people. And you know the movie Booksmart where everyone's, like, where they're, yeah. like, these bitches are partying and getting good grades. Like what? Like I had that realization in college where I was like, <laughs> these people are like sitting here strut, like, are, like tell me how drunk they were, but they're doing so much better in school than I am. And I'm not doing any of that. Mm. And I can't, I just, and like, that's when I started to realize like privilege of like, oh my God, like they had parents helping them every day after school yes. do their homework. Yes. And my mom literally didn't speak the language, doesn't mm. know do any of that like I had to figure it out on my own and I didn't develop the best studying styles and to be in like higher education you have to be good at studying you have to be good at I just couldn't do it and I couldn't relate to anyone and I was very alone and I hated it but I did mm-hmm. take a film class because I was like oh, I'll just take this as an extracurricular and the film classes I would take I loved and I was like watching these old movies and the, that was, it was so beautiful and so wonderful and I was like, I don't want to switch majors to film. And I kept listening to these podcasts um, where, like, Paula Tompkins was like, I dropped out of college. It wasn't for me. And, like, unfortunately, Louis C.K., uh, in retrospect, I'm like, fuck. But he inspired me greatly. And he right. dropped out of college. And all these people dropped out of college and were successful comedians. And I was like, that's more of what, of what I want to do. And also, they all did it. They weren't, like, hot heartthrobs. They were all like, I just started writing for myself. And I got stuff. So I full on was like, well, I'm going to move to New York and figure out how to write comedy mm-hmm. and write for myself. And that way I'll get noticed. It like fast forward to now, I don't write at all. I'm just an actor. <laughs> <laughs> I'm mostly an actor. I write sometimes and I, I, I pitch on stuff and like, I will work with someone to write, but me actually write something for myself that I like put up like other than characters every once in a while. Like, mm-hmm. And my characters aren't written. I know you're a character person. My characters are like, all right, got the beats. <laughs> got the beats. Time to go. Time to go. I got the beats. <laughs> time to go. Got the beats. <laughs> yeah. First beat, second beat. Bum, bum. Bum, bum. I got the jokes. I know. I kind of know how I'll get there. I'll figure it out on the fly. <laughs> very, very not Virgo of me, but I, I, I trust my abilities to improvise. Oh, my God. Yes, yes, yes. I love that. <laughs> so like, yeah mm-hmm. but that's I I wasn't inspired by that I decided to move to New York holy shit so when you moved to New York you were three years into college and you were like I have to like I have to go like this is the well, this is what's up this is the only thing that makes sense for me I've never in my life felt more like I have to do this if I don't do this then why like I need to do this for myself Dang. there's nothing else and I gave myself 10 years to be successful and look at you now. Like, what? And look at you now. I know it's been eight. <laughs> it's been eight. 
and you are i like i want to get to all the shit you're doing now but before we even get there um for your your decision to move to new york were you um first of all were you scared and second of all was your family involved in that decision at all or were you just like i am doing it and like i have to try this out um my family i think they saw how depressed i was for that semester had off and they saw that I was, like, aimless, and I didn't know what to do, and I also had, like, some family drama that I'm not gonna go into, but I just felt like I was, like, truly nothing is holding me back, and the only thing holding me back is my fear, and it was, like, the first time in a while that I was, like, excited to do something, and um, someone spoke to my mom and was, like, you gotta just let her go. I was, like, 21, and my mom helped me find an apartment, and, like, like, a room, not an apartment. I, like, lived in someone's house, and she like moved with me and then she moved, she went back and like I came with like two suitcases, but I truly <clears throat> took the pressure off of myself when I moved. Cause I was like, I'm not going to be good. I'm not going to be good. I have never done comedy. I like all my acting I learned in high school. Like I'm not going to be good. I'm just going to go and have fun and give myself 10 years to be completely bad at this thing. And and I, I truly felt it. And before I would make moves, I would get in my head and I'd be like, it doesn't matter because I'm not going to be good. So it doesn't matter. And yeah. I would do it. And then some of the moves would work, some of them wouldn't. But I like allowed myself to really make mistakes and fall forward and eat shit. Like I knew I was going to eat shit. I like prepared myself fully for eating shit and, and not being good. And I, every time I like a lot of, I've been here eight years. A lot of times people are like, I'm going to move. And they come and then they leave <laughs> immediately afterwards. Mm-hmm. And I always tell them, you're gonna eat shit. Be prepared to eat shit. New York is very hard. It's very difficult. Get ready. It's gonna get be ready. Hard. Get, get vitamin D pills. <laughs> get ready. It's gonna be tough. But get you, ready. If you if you power through it, it's gonna be the best fucking years of your life. And some people, it is, and they love it, and they 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 like are like, thank you for telling me that it was gonna suck. <laughs> and other people are like, I can't. I gotta go, and they move back to Florida. Right. Right. It's so true because visiting is one thing, and living here is another thing, and like truly, that is that is like the key I feel like to just you know for people to know it's like when you come here it's like oh my god it's so cool and like you know like the lights and whatever and like you're not living in it but actually like being here you know and and living in the city is hard it's also like super expensive and like it's crowded and like you're not you know a lot of your time is spent either like working or for us it's like you know hustling going to shows late at night like all this shit so it's like it's not we're not like going out to like eat at like quirky fun new cafes like every every night you know what I mean it's like I don't know like when people come to visit they're like where should we go eat I'm like I have no idea like I have no idea I can't tell you I don't know I like I go to three places like I don't know every time I'm like uh this is actually like my favorite restaurant because it's convenient and people are always like this is okay food I'm like I think it's delicious (laughs) I, I thought about doing like a, a like a web series where I go to people's houses and we order their seamless. Yeah, like, too vulnerable. <laughs> like, too, <laughs> I do think people order seamless, and it's like it's so it's so vulnerable, and so um, I don't know. We'll see if I ever do it. <laughs> but, I fucking love that. It's like a guilty pleasure. It's like kind of like what reality TV do you watch that no one knows about or whatever. Like all that shit is just people do it. I, people and do. also because like once you live in a neighborhood and you order food a lot, you know what spot has what like yes. I know the different Chinese spots like which one has good chicken wings and which one has good like like fried rice like you That's have to you, you get to 
I do think that, yeah, I love New York, but New York is hard. I, um, I went to the New York Museum, uh, the New York City Museum, like, mm-hmm. this last year, and it, like, totally changed my perspective, and now I'm like, New York is the best city in the world. <laughs> I have three new tattoos, all that say, I love New York. <laughs> all New York, all New York tattoos, <laughs> the best, I, I do love but it's it's hard um yeah yeah it is it is um but I think you're right I think it's like if there is if you stick through it and sort of are able to push through um it is worth it which you have done I mean obviously you've done that and more but what was it like in terms of when you first got here um what were maybe some of the challenges that you faced and then like how did you overcome them and what was your entry point into UCB and comedy and stuff like that like actually like taking classes and stuff Oh, I signed up for classes before I moved. I yeah, correct. <laughs> yeah, immediately jumped in. Was like, this is it. I I need to do UCB because I would listen to. So I I would listen to podcasts that talk about UCB, and then I visited in August. I moved in February, but the August before, I had come a visit and I saw a class show because I was like, I was like, I'm just gonna go to Times Square by myself to like my parents, and I like was wandering and I walked from like Times Square to to like. Chelsea which was a oh it's like now it's not that bad <laughs> but when I being a Floridian who never walked that <laughs> fucking walk was a trek in the middle of summer it was so oh. hot oh and I, god <laughs> I was wearing like very flat disgusting shoes and no. <laughs> walked my ass like to 22nd street and 8th avenue and like saw a class show that had like some of my friends in it, <laughs> like, now, like, Brian Uretta was in it, yes. <laughs> which is crazy, and it was, like, a, a Jordan Sh- uh, Schlepper, um, was that his last name? Yeah, uh, Jordan, um, Schlepper, Schle- whatever, him, a Jordan Schlepper, uh, at ASP, no, it wasn't Ash, it was, like, during the day, it was the middle of the day, there was, like, three people in the audience, and me, like, a random comedy fan, and I watched them do, like, a sound movement, and said, this is it, this is what I gotta do. <laughs> I've got to move to New York. I have to do a sound and movement herald. (laughs) I had no idea what it even meant, but I was like, this is incredible. This is the best thing I've ever seen. I I am in awe of this. (laughs) (laughs) It was iconic. Everyone's like, oh yeah, I saw an ass cat or I saw (laughs) a And I'm like, I saw a class show. <laughs> I saw a class show do do sound and movement. <laughs> They're like, just you wait. This gets better. <laughs> if you That's like this. <laughs> the thing is afterwards, after I moved here, after one class show, I was like, well, I like stand-up primarily. That's like my main form of, of comedy, but mm-hmm. improv's cool. And then I really got into improv because I was like, no, improv is incredible there's nothing like it there's no like especially when I was first starting like that magic you feel oh god like there's nothing like it yes (laughs) and like Shannon O'Neill like Chris Gethard and you're just like what the fuck like how Mm -hmm. am I allowed to be seeing this like how how are they coming (laughs) up with this so quickly and like my first year Amy Poehler would do ASCAT every week and Mm. I would and I was like I would now you know, now we're, like, pretentious, and we're, like, well, you know, whatever, and we can, like, critique their moves, and we know that they don't practice, but when I was first starting out, I was, like, these people are phenomenal, here, phenomenal, yes. the best comedy I'll ever see in my life. A hundred percent, a hundred percent, it, there's nothing like the, the, when you first fall in love with improv, that's, like, literally one of the best 
feelings ever in the world. And then, yeah, Yeah. (laughs) and when you see, it's wild. You're just like, oh, this is drugs, I guess. I don't know, better, whatever. And then you, when you see your first improv show that like inspires you, you will never forget it. You're like, oh my God, this is magic on stage. How are they doing this? It's, it was like magic. It was like, I was like, I moved to New York and like Amy Poehler and like, uh, what's his name? Adam Pally and Seth Meyers were doing ASCAT and like, was like more, like, those are the three I remember. There was more than that. And like Rashida Jones and Adam Scott were like behind me sitting. And I was like sitting on the floor, like looking up at my comedy heroes, like with tears in my eyes. Like, right. How am I so lucky to ex- like to experience this? And I, and I kind of am bummed that I've lost that like sparkle just because I've been doing it for so long. Sure. Like, that sparkle like really fueled me and I just like kept trying and I don't know it was, it's it's been great um since but man those first few years were incredible yeah yeah well then did you sort of like fly through the program and then well obviously after that you were you were on Lloyd now you're on Harold were you um were you like quickly moving through things because you were so excited about it, or did you sort of like space it out well the first year I did all the classes and a musical improv class but then I ran out of money mm-hmm. so then I would pay for some, but I would get the scholarship for others. I've taken a lot of classes. Um, yeah. I, I, but I would get the scholarship and then I kind of stopped taking classes like three or four years ago. Mm-hmm. But before that I did, I like got really cocky towards the end. I, I only started, was taking ASPs. Um, and, but yeah, I did, I did like fall, like fly through it. I was like on three teams at once and like, also, when I was starting out, like, I don't know the indie scene you came up with, because I know you're, you're like, newer, right? Um, yeah, I, yeah, I started comedy, like, five or six years ago. Okay, you're not that much newer. When, like, I, when I was, like, starting out, like, the indie scene was booming, and there was, like, a ton of shows, and people yeah. were always doing shows everywhere, and now it doesn't seem like it's happening as much, but, like, those were, like, the best years of my life. Like, finally, I remember I wrote a status once that was, like, like, me and my friends sat, it was, like, Tremaine Alston and, like, Julian Darmoni and uh, Kelsey Murphy, who aren't even around anymore, we, like, sat in, in a park, and we just did stand-up specials to each other, and we would be, like, that's this guy's joke, and we'd, like, just tell each other jokes and try to figure out what is a joke we were telling, and it was, like, one of these magical moments of, like, oh, my God, I'm not the only freak here that, like, (laughs) (laughs) like, methodically studies comedy and who does what jokes and, like, how do those jokes work, because, like, I'm still a math person I think the reason I'm good at improv is because I like math mm-hmm. <clears throat> mm-hmm. you can tell the rhythm and you know what the mathematical thing is and if you go against the math and that's when it's gonna pop or whatever totally totally it's like an, yeah it's definitely like an equation and you're like okay how does this thought apply literally yeah. a equals b being a it's like da 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 and, and then a plus, a plus b and then over here i'm just gonna throw in a random z <laughs> and over and here we're gonna uh, lose their shit <laughs> where did the z come from give me a graph uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's it exactly and scene um yeah no for sure for sure for sure um yeah no that makes sense when you I I while you were saying um you're talking about money stuff I was like oh yeah this podcast is about day jobs but I literally (laughs) stopped talking about that 
for uh like the past few people because we're just like yeah fuck it um but what what was your your day job back then when you first started out and then like how has that maybe transformed over time um because I didn't finish college it was really hard for me to get like those temp jobs everyone talks about for sure even like some babysitting jobs are like we just like to know that you went to college it's like fuck off I'm changing my diaper (laughs) my fucking ass but I started lying like about college a few years ago like and if anyone listens to this podcast absolutely lie about college no one will research it no one no one no one has the no one is gonna research lie about college don't go to college say you went to college and that's it or say you're in college like my friends literally almost got caught because they did research it and they were like it's coming up inconclusive so she photoshopped her name onto a diploma and they were like all right (laughs) (laughs) okay good enough (laughs) good enough thank (laughs) you (laughs) there's your name on a diploma so I guess you went to college and she still got the job but it was a fucking customer service job so it was like lie to them fucking assholes yeah it's customer service it's a thing that it's a it's a thing that like limits people I can talk about this forever but I worked at, at Starbucks and Whole Foods and then I I worked at like this shitty fucking food supply thing and then I worked Mm -hmm. like and then I started babysitting because it was so bad I started babysitting and like dog walking and like task rabbiting but I was never good at like I'm I'm a hustler but I'm not super driven to hustle like I'm always like I got enough so I don't need to keep going (laughs) I know there's people I'm like there's people who are like, I need to keep going. I have enough, but I need to make sure because next week I might not have enough. And I'm like, next week I'll figure it out. Like I will be <laughs> like when I get there, I get there. Bye. Yeah, I need to focus on this. But I um I did that and then I worked at this fucking kids company that is going under, thank God, because they suck. But it was like this kid subscription box for clothes and they fired my ass like what? a year ago. Why? Um, because the, 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 the guy, like the, he, so I had a really great manager that promoted me to be like her, like assistant manager. Mm-hmm. And, um, she, she was wonderful, but she had to move. And then they hired this, this fucking, one of my employees, people under me, her husband was my boss. So I was literally sandwiched in between someone who worked below me and her husband. And, there was just like a lot of unfairness and a lot of stuff that he would come and I would be like, you're treating my team. Cause my other boss was all about like treating people with respect and dignity and making sure that they're not being overworked or being taken advantage of. Good. And he would come at me and be like, uh, let's take advantage of your team. And I would be like, absolutely not. We're not doing that. And I think I pushed back too much that eventually they fired me. Um, um which, you know, it's fine. It it was like a little, it was a little like traumatic because he never told me he, he had a problem with me. Yeah, he just fired up. me. What? It was really fucked up. He, like, that is so really, fucked up. And I remember he's like, why are you, I, he, he made me come in before work, like at 8.30 to have a meeting with the, the HR person so the HR person could get to know me. And I'm like, this feels weird. Like why, like what's going on? Is everything okay? And he said, yeah, I just want you to meet her. And then he, he fired me, and I was what? like, "What? <laughs> yeah, what it was the like, hell? it was like the most fucked up thing." That is not okay. I went back to babysitting because I was babysitting before, and I left that family to like do this job, and I wasn't even getting paid getting paid more money to do it. I I I and the health insurance wasn't as good as I thought it was going to be. So mm. I was like, "I'll fucking take my ass back on Medicaid," and like, 
and and fucking babysit because I was babysitting to to like like four hours a day mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. and making the same amount of money so I got yeah. fired and I went back to babysitting and it's truly because then like a year after like on the date um uh like spoiler <laughs> if anyone knows like I got fired on December 13th and then the next uh 2018 and then December 13th uh 19 uh 2019 I was testing for a pilot which yeah. I eventually that I booked and it was like a perfect like a year ago I had just gotten fired on the day of the holiday party and everyone was like at the holiday party <laughs> being ah. like where's blow and me being like I they fired my ass this morning um, Fuck. oh yeah. my god but also like so they so you got fired and then the next day you tested for a pilot that you have now booked oh no the next year so it's the next a year, year. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry the year okay, yeah it was a year okay okay a year went by and then you tested for a pilot and that you have now booked that I booked but like since in that year like I started I like shot a bunch of stuff and like I I like tested for a movie and then like I shot for a, <laughs> a sketch show and I like what I like did a bunch of acting stuff and it was like truly like oh thank god I got fired I wouldn't have to worry about like auditions or anything I, I can audition whenever I want yes yes and I can do whatever I want and I'm still getting paid and like money's a little tight but I'm fine like everything's gonna be okay yes and, yeah hell fucking yeah that's like that's what's up it's like i mean not to be cliche one door closes you book a pilot you know what i mean it's just like I mean, it's what truly, it is though it's what it is it's like as soon I will, as you feel, yeah i will say that because i did the sketch show and bef- like the the day i got that sketch show i was in the welfare office waiting oh. to get a one-shot deal because i was about to get evicted from my apartment it was like Truly, I was, like, in the office, like, and one of my managers was, like, hey, you booked the sketch show, and I went, what? What the literal, this is, so, can I say, well, I saw you on it, the Eliza Schlesinger? Schlesinger sketch show. Schlesinger, oh, yes. you saw it? Cool. Yes, I watched it, and I was, like, you are literally in every episode, or something. <laughs> I was, like, glow, glow, glow again, glow again, you're, like, in it. <laughs> you're so good in it. I was oh, just, like, you're, you. like, blowing up. It's, like, crazy. It was a lot of fun. I mean, who knows if this is my peak? Like, I say that all the time. Like, who knows? It could be, like, the best I do. And I am totally okay with that. Like, I appreciate so much what my life, what my life was in Florida. It was terrible. I was so unhappy. And what my life is now, like, I think it's, all this shit is legitimately super cool and fun. And I'm enjoying it. And I'm not trying to, like, take it for granted. Like, I know people get famous and then they're gone in a second. And, like, you know, like, I understand that, and I understand that some people never get famous, and I think some people work and then stop working. Like, I understand all of that, like, fully, and I get it, and I'm not, like, trying to put any pressure on anyone for me to continue to do, like, small things, but it is fun. Like, I'm having fun, and I'm not trying to get, I don't know, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, yeah, you're just trying to, like, t- you're, like, grateful for where you're at, and where whatever happens, happens, like, not get Prove too it. heady about it. You know, I'm like, not getting too heady about it. I think right. sometimes people get desperate. Yes. And it happened to my friends where they're like, well, I need to book something bigger. And I'm like, I don't care if I book something bigger. Like, I am so grateful Literally. to everything I've done. And Honestly, so cool. yes, Glow. Honestly, like, happy to be nominated is how I feel about life all the time. I'm like, happy to be nominated. Truly, like, just whatever it is. Like, like, just like, thank you so much. Great. Like, like... <laughs> If this is it, awesome. And if it's not, okay, sure. Okay. <laughs> okay. okay. I think sometimes it hurts, like, if I'll, like, test for something and I don't get it. 
I'll get a little butthurt about it. Sure. But I try not to dwell in it because I really, even like when I wouldn't get on Lloyd, there were some times that I would have like a fit and I'd turn into a brat. But other times I'd be like, I want to get on Lloyd when it's a time to get on Lloyd. And if it's not the time, don't put me on. Like, yeah. I don't want it. I want to make sure that it is a good thing that's happening to me. Like, all the acting jobs I've had, like, I've had some nightmare ones because the industry is just like any work. Some some jobs are amazing and everyone's great. And some jobs are a fucking mess. And you're like, what yes. the fuck is happening? Yeah. But, you know, like, every job I've gotten, I've been, like, grateful and excited and, like, what like no pressure like everything's fine like we're everything's gonna be great I sure. really try yeah I mean that's definitely the that's definitely the intention I think it's def like I also can relate to feeling like you know some moments are obviously less glam than others and I also feel like as soon as you reach a certain level of validation it's like after that like for me at least I was like I was very insecure very like you know, I was like, kind of like, oh, the world's against me. And like, I'm never gonna get anything. And no, no, no. And then, and then as soon as I kind of let that go, shit started happening. And then when shit started happening, I was like, oh, um, okay, this is good. This is good. <laughs> like, I'm good. You know, but, yeah. but I, I wasn't like that before. Like, it definitely, I needed to like have something to like nibble on to be like, oh, like the world being like, yes, okay, we, you're okay. You know, it's like, yeah. oh, okay. Okay, cool. (laughs) Any validation I cling on to, like I try hard to like cling on to that validation, which is goes against everything being a Virgo. It's everything. It goes against so much of of, like my nature because my nature is to be negative or to want more, to be picky or to like nitpick things and be like, this isn't right. The right way is this way. And I like learning how to let go of that. Even still, like you know, I still demand if things are like not right I still can be like hey actually I don't like this but I've gotten better at like communicating that and Mm -hmm. um I don't know it's been great it's it's been I I just I lost my train of thought (laughs) (laughs) no it's I know it's it's like it you're yeah we're saying like it's 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 been good we're trying to like stay in a good headspace sometimes it's negative but overall trying to keep it all positive and like good thoughts and shit I think um, the biggest lesson I've learned as like now that I'm going into my thirties, the biggest lesson I've learned is know when to let things happen and know when to fight for something. And like, I'm not good at that, but like learning that lesson was very hard. Cause like, sometimes you want to be like, I want this, I want this, I want this. And that puts off people and you don't want to do that. You don't want to seem desperate. You don't want to seem like that's the only thing on your mind. But also if you're like, disinterested 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 then people are like well she doesn't want it so you have to like figuring out the amount of like hey I would like to do this but no pressure um is has I felt has made me the happiest on because I I'm like putting it out there that I want it but I'm also not like if I don't get this I'm gonna die and I think that's important that's what's up it's striking a balance it's like I mean you Mm -hmm. know great Amy Poehler or whatever is like like treat the industry like a bad boyfriend you know it's whatever it's like oh I don't need it but sure I can hang out if you want but I don't need to you know it's like yeah, like this cool whatever like mentality yeah it's because it is run by bad boyfriends <laughs> it is run by bad boyfriends 
every Hollywood exec is a bad boyfriend, and you know it. <laughs> no, they don't call you back. And they don't call you back. And, and if they you don't call, call them, back. then they're like, why isn't she calling me? It is a mess. And I, it's too much. It's too much. But Oh, well, how are you? I mean, that is to, to be on, like, uh, Eliza Schlesinger's sketch show and then to, like, book a pilot with fucking Game of Thrones star... Lena Lena (laughs) no big deal um by the way I auditioned for that and then I literally bombed it so hard and was like this is awful then I saw that you got it and I was like yeah of course like this is what it is (laughs) it was truly so bad it was my first audition for anything like that wasn't a commercial and I was so nervous and I was like oh my god like I don't I didn't know I didn't know but I'm so happy that you got it and that you crushed it. How is it like, what has that process been like for you? And like, or what is it like now with like Corona? Like, are, is shit like halted or, you know, what's going on there? Can you even talk about it? Is it all, I don't know. <laughs> Shit's fully halted. The whole process was cool. Like that role originally was for a gym teacher, if you remember. And I was like, there is no way in hell I'm going to be cast as a gym teacher. There's no way. Like, even as the funny fat gym teacher, I wouldn't play that because I'm not muscular at all. Like, I'm just fat. And like, there's no way I'll ever get this role. But I was like, fine, I'll go in for it. And I went in for it in the first audition. The casting director took her time with me in a way that no casting director has ever taken her time. She just like kept being like, okay, so this time do it like this. And then this, like, she like was like, directed me in a way that I was like oh she likes me um Great. like never 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 she like really really took her time that's how you know that's just how I, you know yeah it was wild but then I just kind of like shrugged it off like whatever <laughs> like yeah okay yeah. whatever fine I I'm I she was nice but they're not gonna cast me I'm not gonna be a gym teacher and then when I got the second the callback uh it, I met the director and the showrunner at the callback and I and it was, yeah, it, and then the person who ran the casting, because it was, it was, like, the casting associate who I saw the first time, mm-hmm. but then the actual casting director was in the room, and I, like, tried, I, like, came in, <laughs> and I was, like, I'm not getting this, I'm not a gym teacher, but okay, and I, like, I was as charming <laughs> as I could be, because I was, like, I'm not getting this, so we'll <laughs> You're, like, fucking, fuck it, how's everyone doing? Yeah. Fucking, <laughs> like, how's everyone doing? And I, like, shook everyone's hand, I was, like, whatever. <laughs> Just like high fiving the room. What? I was like high fiving, like yay, we met. <laughs> never, I'll never see any of you again. I, it was, it's so stupid and retrospective. <laughs> but then, like afterwards, like I can tell they were all looking at me like, oh, okay. Like oh. they were like glistening in their eyes, and I was like, I know I just crushed that audition. <laughs> I'm not gonna get it. <laughs> I did really well and I am not booking this. That's that's what happened. Truly how I felt was like maybe they'll think of me for something else is what mm-hmm. I thought. I was like mm-hmm. maybe they they just like me as a performer and because I know I'm I am self-proclaimed cute. I know. <laughs> I know I'm cute. And I say that a lot. It's like as a cute person, I don't fuck with Anna Kendrick because she thinks she's cute, but she's not. I'm cute and I know what cute is. I know the difference between cute. Uh fight me. <laughs> fight me. Anna Kendrick, not cute. I know she tries, not cute. No, Anna Kendrick, no, she's not cute. I don't know what if that is a thing about her. I just I agree. I don't think. I don't think so. She really tries to lay it on like, look at me. I'm being cute. And it's like, girl, you're a rich oh. girl and you know it. Yeah, <laughs> you know no. it. No. You're a privileged girl who tries to be quirky and you're not. It's not working. Stop. But no. people love her. 
Yeah, it's it's confusing. Like I feel, yeah, I don't know. I I like her dry. Like I like when she's dry and kind of like almost like like darker. Like I feel like that's her. You know, I don't know. That makes more sense for her. You know what I mean? Yeah. I did see. uh, Yeah, up. Yeah, up. I did see Trolls World Tour. Oh, Trolls! (laughs) Trolls World Tour and sobbed my eyes out. And told everyone it was a perfect movie and we need the movie we need right now. America needs trolls, tweet. America needs trolls. It will unite you. It's, it's so it will unite you as a person. As a person, you'll be united. You will be united. Right now we are in parts. We are in pieces. Like, it was it was it was really nice. It was like about it was kind of like about music history in a way. Or it was like Oh shit. that's cool there's like different types of trolls and they're all different music trolls but you thought they would all act like you know like anna kendrick does but they don't they're all they all have like different personalities and there was like some racial like conversations that were happening in it and i was like this movie's great love that love that this is people need to see this people need to see trolls too it's (laughs) truly i i laughed so hard i cried and then at the end i sobbed hysterically He's like all music, <laughs> all music is different, and we need to accept it. But also, like we can borrow from each other. <laughs> music is different, and borrowing is cool. And also, <laughs> but just don't take from other people. Like you can borrow. <laughs> I'm spoiling the movie, but okay, you're fine. Everyone's fine. <laughs> Oh my god. Um <laughs> I'm sorry, what were we talking about? I know what were we talking about? <laughs> what is this? Um oh man. But oh right now during Corona times it has halted. Yes. Okay. Well, like, my agents got laid off. Oh, what? Yeah, I was signed with Paradigm and they got oh, laid shit. off pretty early. Yeah, because Paradigm is like a music uh agency and they have some actors. Oh, okay, okay. So yeah, they got laid off pretty quick because they make most of their money through touring. Shit. And okay. Like, yeah. Oh, man. Honestly, I'm feeling very like, whatever, we'll see what happens at the end of <laughs> quarantine. Like, I can't sit here and stress about not having agents. Like, I've no. only had, I, for the first, like, two years of me being an actor, I only had a manager and I still have her. She's one of the best people in the world. Like, great love her to the end of time she yells at me a lot but like I need it great tough love, <laughs> and as we here, love I'm very chill and she's always like glow you need to work a little and I'm like fine, <laughs> <laughs> fine. <laughs> okay she's like if you were to just to make a character real you could audition for SNL and I'm like I guess I'll try <laughs> and I never do it. <laughs> just I'm watching trolls too I, I <laughs> I'm busy I'm busy um oh. yeah like um that's so silly yeah it's so silly but it's also true it's i i don't know if this is a virgo thing too but um i also i also could talk to you about being a virgo for forever because i also feel like you know more about that than i do and i really want to learn more (laughs) and i feel like everything you've said about virgos i'm like yes true that is us (laughs) but we but I, i i don't do well with when i'm told if someone tells me what to do i immediately rebel but i also love being bossy so I'll be like, yeah, 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 this is how it is. But then if someone tries to do that to me, I'm literally like, <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm the same. So, I yeah. feel it in my like core. I'm like, don't boss me around. But like, what? I think my issue, if you can hear the outside, everyone, I live in the Heights, everyone's clapping. Oh, same here. Woo! Woo! Um, every, uh, but 
I think I'm, I have, like, a good work ethic, but I think sometimes if I don't see the end, you know, if I don't see, like, how to do everything, I get overwhelmed and I stop. Sure. It's like, well, I, I don't know how it'll end, so I can't do it. So that's why I have a hard time sitting down and writing something, because mm-hmm. I, I don't know how to end it or how to make it look good. I don't know. I'm too picky. Um, and I think that's the bad side of Virgo, I think, because Virgos are such, are such perfectionists that... Yes. They have a hard time like letting things go and I have such a hard time I want to tinker forever and then I end up ruining things because I'm tinkering too much um fucking I'm learning so hard to write to drafts just do drafts 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 just think of it as a draft like don't think of it as like a final thing but it's so hard to it's so hard especially because I want to go back and be like actually let me rewrite this like let me rewrite the way it's been said actually I can say it better and then I just spend so much time on two sentences which is is like (laughs) I need to (laughs) I know picture but it's hard it is hard, but I mean, and maybe that's, that's why like you're, I mean, there's uh like, that's why you've seen so much success with like acting and stuff. Cause it's like, you can just like be yourself and not like over, not like over critique it. I mean, obviously we have insecurities we critique in ourselves, but it's like, there is this like freeing thing maybe in it for you. Like that's, you know, that's appealing. That's why you have like so much success with it. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. I really, anything the way I take acting like in my like it's really loud the way (laughs) um really so I take my acting seriously but also in a way that I know you have to rest and you have to like experience other like other things in life like I can't just focus on my acting because acting is just like memory for me and like I need to focus on like my comedy I think too stems from uh interactions and like other people so I need to have downtime I need to interact with other people I need to have a social life to fuel my comedy and I think that's like a big lesson that I am very happy I learned early on that Mm -hmm. I don't put this pressure to work but when it comes to turning on work it's hard to do that because I've been so focused uh like filling up my well (laughs) on like experiences and life experiences I could write about that now writing about them is too much and too hard but I do I do it every once in a while and I do have fun when I do start writing like my pilot I'm always like "Ooh, this is so fun I like this yeah but just doing it is the, the the hard part it is hard because it's like it's so weird I don't know come at it like you're saying with like there's so much tension sometimes like in judging yourself and just getting over that is hard sometimes yeah what but what is it about like your what do you think has made you so successful specifically with like performing um with improv we talked a little bit about like how like math has helped and also just like obviously your love of performing and the craft is like what keeps you going there but in terms of like you know with acting obviously there's acting is fun but then like there's also auditions and I think auditioning is like so much it's like half of the job is like auditioning you know yeah and like learning how to do that like how have you sort of like overcome the nerves and like to be able to just be yourself and be like fuck it like here we go because you I feel I just feel like you're you're yeah you're doing so well right now and it's I just like is there something that you think is helping with that or yeah I think it's it's the true like surrender like like learning how to surrender to it and and when I do get like a side I've never taken an acting class still like my only acting I've learned was in high school but like mm-hmm. I had a good high school drama teacher though um I won't take that away from him but like he it's a lot of like when you read scripts especially because I was on mod for three years and like 
you just know the rhythm of a scene, like a natural rhythm. It's the same thing about rhythm. You know the natural rhythm. You know how people want you to say something. You know what comedic scenes look like. I watch so much comedy. Like, I, I, I know comedy. I know the jokes. I know how many times they've been done in different TV shows. So then you'll get, like, the scene where you're like, I've seen this a million times, and I try to think of how can I say this and still be honest and still be true and not try to be funny like like you know like every every auditions for like what's her face and two uh broke girls what's her name uh cat dealy every audition is that every fucking audition <clears throat> so like how can i say cat dealy's line but not say i'm like cat dealy say them like myself right and that's what i focus like how would i say this like why would i say this how can I turn this into me in some way? And like, I'm not an actor who will like transform for a role. Like, I don't know how to do that. And like, hopefully one day I will learn. And I, I, I do want to take acting classes, but I am very good at being like, well, I can relate to her this way. And I think her motivation is this because that's why I would do it. And I try to like do that, like kind of like, just try to be honest. I think honesty is like the most important thing. But also, like, the act, like, that's my acting side. <clears throat> the actual auditioning side is, I know I'm not going to get most auditions. Like, you just aren't. Mm -hmm. And you can't, you, like, sometimes see it. Like, people are, like, so in their heads. And they're yeah. so, like, running the lines. And so, like, polished in this. And, like, that is fine. And that's good. And I applaud you. But, like, I, I think, I don't know, my, my, commercial agent told me this she's like I sell personalities I don't sell actors like if you're charming and cool people want that yeah. um and I think that's important of like kind of I guess I feel like I sound so pretentious but it's like be yourself and be honest and be real and go in there like I go in there I'm like I'm not gonna get this but I can be nice and they're having a day where they're seeing a lot of people who are like desperate and, and like hungry and like you know, who are, like, trying their hardest to be the best, which is a lot, like, when someone comes up to you and they want to be good, it, it takes a lot for you to be, like, it's okay, just relax, <laughs> that takes a lot, so I know these people are, like, charged, so I go in, like, a normal person, and I'm, like, hey, what's up, <laughs> yeah, how like, are you, how are you, like, you know, anything, <laughs> being, a, like, a human, like, remember that you're human, and that you want to be a human, like, I don't know, but th that's just my experience, I don't know how it works for anyone else, for me, it's, like, I go in and I'm a person and I'm like, oh my God, I like your shirt. <laughs> like, and it's not even because I want her to like me. It's because I'm like, oh, that's a cool shirt. And I can't help but compliment people sometimes. But yeah, it's just how you are. I mean, I feel like there, there's something you like whenever like, feel like you're on stage or you know you're interacting with somebody you are you you know like it there's just I feel like you just like know yourself so well and you have a very specific voice and you're just like seems like at least from the outside looking in you're just like you know who you are and you just bring that to like every space you're in and you're just like this is who I am bye <laughs> like you like it great yeah. you know? okay because um, also like I don't want to get stuck in a job doing something that I'm not for years like I don't want that like I really don't it's like this was a gym teacher and I didn't play it like a gym teacher eventually the role changed to history slash art teacher which is like so much more my vibe yeah. but like I went in for a gym teacher role and I didn't play it like a gym teacher I played it like me talking to someone and asking for advice like it's it I I can't let that shit and I I, I take that all to improv like 
listening to like improv podcasts and people talking about like oh if someone names you a woman but you already had a, a like a choice like should you change your choice your comedic choice or sh- and turn into a woman or should and people are like no that's not what you do. so like if I come on and I'm like super butch and I'm gross and I'm like a gremlin but someone thinks I'm a, like I'm like a pretty like pageant queen I can't switch my character to be a pageant queen because that's right. not what, what is funny. What's right. funny is that I'm a gremlin who is a pageant queen. So right. all you do is kind of like fold in pageant queen specifics to it, but you're still a gremlin. Like, yes. And that's what's funny. And I think that's what's important about you should do that in, in your auditions. Or I don't know if you should. That's what I do. In my auditions, I'm like, I'm still glow. I'm still a gremlin. <laughs> and you can give me this like, this pageant queen and I can try to be a pageant queen but at the end of the day I'm still glow and this is what I can give you as a comedian and acting I don't know if if like other actors do things differently this is the way I do it but I think the core of it should be like it should still be a human being and I and I try to still be human even if the words are like because sometimes you get scripts and you're like I've seen this a million times sure and I love that shit I love Riverdale I love Younger (laughs) like that is the shit I watch but I know that like it's they're kind of formulaic sometimes so Mm -hmm. it's the same thing of improv like you see the formula you just have to like put random z's in there hell fucking yeah (laughs) oh god i have goosebumps i have goosebumps that's like beautiful i love that oh thank you (laughs) i don't know i love that so much i love that so much it's like be yourself don't try to overdo it i think you're right i think you can sense when people are like trying hard to be like i have 10 techniques one is breathing one is this and you're just like oh okay or do you you know like whatever What I mean, whatever works, like literally whatever works, because whatever works, <laughs> whatever <laughs> works, really. <laughs> whatever works. So just because you did the 10 techniques that you do does not mean you're going to get it. And that's yeah. something that you have to know. Like, that's you the thing. Everything right, but you might not get it. It's that's like the thing. 500 days of summer. Yes. You don't want to be a Tom. You want to be a summer. <laughs> Hello. 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 <laughs> um that is what's up wow um oh you're a fucking delight it's so nice talking to you is there anything I like to ask people towards the end of the pod is like is there anything that you want to share about um overall your experience like if someone's trying to get into the biz whatnot and like doesn't know how I usually ask like what kind of job should they get to support themselves where they pursue comedy but now I'm just like what should they do in general (laughs) if you're like curious about it yeah I think uh, don't be afraid to be on welfare uh, is my number one advice. Do not be afraid of being on welfare. Do not be afraid of Medicaid. Do not be afraid of being dead broke with no money. I think when you start being afraid of poverty and like getting too comfortable with your comfortable life, and if that's the thing, that's how you want to live, that is fine. But like comedy and like acting and like this industry is expensive and you like the sacrifices you make by being on welfare and like like I think I was on welfare and was a babysitter and that like gave me a lot of time versus when I had a day job I barely could go out on auditions and like when I would get acting jobs I would have to like request days off and it'd be awkward and uncomfortable and I'm like I'm fucking literally living my dreams bitch like back (laughs) off like like hop off my dick Uh, but it's like, I think I, I always put comedy first 
before anything else. I always put my career first. And like, just don't be afraid of that. Don't be afraid of being broke because broke people, like, I don't want to say, I don't know, like I've been to the welfare line. I've like been at housing court trying to not get evicted from my apartment. Like I've done all of it. I've been scared about money and, and like, worrying about money is so hard and so stressful and it's like the biggest stresses of my life but I never wanted to switch that out for a job that pays semi well but I have no creativity left in me so I'm just my advice is don't be afraid of of like roughing it for a bit and eating shit because I think when you let yourself eat shit and like really struggle um and always have like, because I have a safety net. I'm like talking shit, but like at the end of the day, my parents can't help me, but I can always move back home and like take the sabbatical and then move back to New York. Like I could always do that. Um, but there, the, New York City has like, you can get a one shot deal. You can get, you can get like food stamps. Like there are things that you can get that New York offers. The, 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 their anti-homeless protection, like look into one shot deals, look into that stuff. Cause that stuff really helps. Um, the financial burden and they try and I was like because when I studied economics I was like a libertarian and I was like no government shouldn't be paying for shit but now I'm like fully if they tax the fuck out of us they tax the fuck out of poor people out of middle uh, like middle class people like fucking take advantage of the opportunities that the government has to offer um sure sure sure. don't be afraid of it i i fully believe don't be afraid (laughs) that is what's up well can i ask you a follow-up question quickly before um because now that you're talking about that stuff are you how long were you on welfare until you were like booking stuff and and getting income from acting stuff uh truly like to till I got the Elijah Schlesinger sketch show like it was like I would be fine I would be fine and then I'd like kind of miss a couple months of rent and then I'd like have to go through the the one-shot deal process you could get like once a year and I got it like three times to be honest and like I even got it when I had my full-time job because they paid me so little I think the government I think wages suck. Hopefully, like Corona, if one thing happens is that there is a workers' revolution and people get paid more money because it is absolutely ridiculous that all these companies are fucking struggling to pay people and they had to like let people go. And now more than ever, I hope that we can demand a better wages. But sometimes it just would happen, and you'd like pay some of the rent, and then it wouldn't, and then they'd like take you to court. And I like at first I was really scared, and I would. And like tell my parents and I'm like they would like try to help me every once in a while with like the little bit that they could but yeah. like, most likely can't help they are also like like not rich people so mm-hmm. I would have to go to welfare and that's a whole nother thing and it takes all this time but I think in the long run I'm, I'm grateful that I, I wasn't afraid to ask for help from the government because like, I, I just, you know, it was hard and, and like, fucking spending all day at court and lawyers talk to you like you're an idiot because they want you out and they want to raise your rent. But just know that you have value and you have worth and that you deserve the money the government is giving you. Like, I have no shame in it. And also, one-shot deals are grants, so I, I eventually have to pay them back. But, like, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm just, like, I know I'm worthy of it. I know that I, I have no shame in it. Good. Literally, I was in, like, in the lobby when I got the phone call for the Elijah Schlesinger singer so... <laughs> <laughs> and I still got the one-shot deal. And I still was like, fuck it. I'm still getting this money. Yeah. 
all my money's not going to go to back rent. I'm not doing that. So right. And also like like, you, a gig could drop as like you have it and then you don't have it. You know what I mean? You don't know. My God. They took like literally like 75% of my money. Um, when I got paid the pilot, I got, got the number for the pilot and the actual ending number was disgusting. Wait, disgusting. Wh- who to who? Well, like between agents, manager, and then like a lawyer, they took uh, like 25%, which is like fine because that lawyer helped me through a bunch of shit. Mm-hmm. But then fucking California, because I had to go to California to shoot, fucking paid me, like took like so much money out. Ugh, like, for taxes, like, you mean? so much yeah oh my god like i don't even fucking live in california no but you know what that shit that's what it is though you shoot out of state you have to pay out of state taxes and new york taxes because we live in new york and we have to pay Mm -hmm. tax it is it is it is bullshit because i was like i'm gonna be fine i'm gonna be fine and i shot a pilot with the star of game of thrones right like i'm rolling in it spent three days with her straight (laughs) on set and then came back and was babysitting because i was like they took most of my money. <laughs> oh like, my god, isn't that so insane? You're like, I'm literally high fiving. Uh, fucking, what's her character on Game of Thrones? I'm, I'm what is her name? Cersei. <laughs> Cersei, fucking Lannister. And then you're like, hey, I actually can't picking up this kid. Oh my god, cool. I know we're wrapping up, Cammy, but I was so sick in Los Angeles, and I was on. Med- I only had Medicaid, and I was so sick, and no doctors, no urgent care, no one took my insurance $200 I did not have $200 to my names because they had to my name because they still hadn't given me my my um per diem I was like out there so broke I had to go to the hospital (laughs) so I could get my med like Medicaid to get a Z pack and also so I could use their their nebulizer because I was having an asthma attack oh my god it was like a nightmare Cammy like truly a fucking nightmare and I'm like how am I gonna go Josh Hutcherson's also on the show I was like how am I gonna go meet these people and I'm so broke and I don't like the, I don't even care I like went to like the first rehearsal and I was like telling everyone like I am you guys are taking me out of poverty I am so broke I just went to the hospital yesterday I let them know I am broke <laughs> like listen up where is the production manager I'm gonna need my per diem staff I need the per diem now <laughs> I would need it now I cannot room service is expensive and it's the only thing I can do right now I walk here. <laughs> I here. <walked> here. <laughs> they did rent me a car and it was very nice. But I was like, I need to put gas. <laughs> I have used up the gas. Need more money, please. <laughs> I was told a month ago I got a job and I still haven't seen any money. <laughs> yeah, is this even real? They're like, okay, well. <laughs> I remember Welcome. telling my agents, like, when do I get paid? They're like, once the pilot is done shooting. I'm like, in a month? Oh. Like, <laughs> what (laughs) god that's the thing is like it takes forever getting paid takes forever because it's like they need to process once the check once you shoot then they have to like actually send out the money then the agents and the managers take the cut then you get the you know whatever's left or whatever and then your ass is still either whatever doing i'm doing customer service you're doing babysitting we're all just like fucking like whatever need to increase especially because back in the day actors could do what i do and fucking make enough money but we can't i can't do that anymore i still need a day job right crazy because people are always like oh i saw you in this i saw you in this i was like i'm still broke (laughs) you're like just for the record (laughs) for the the record i got a residuals check from the movie late night and i got it was a dollar and 12 no (laughs) 
I'm bad. It's just, <laughs> oh my God. The Why amount is of that? people that have been like, I just saw you in late night versus a dollar and 12 cents is <laughs> insane. Literally, literally go. I have a, I have a residuals check on my, on my wall from a Popeye's commercial and it's, it's $30 for, you know, it's like whatever, but like, it's what it is. It's what it is. Oh, uh you know, um, but it's so crazy. it it's is so, so crazy. I don't know why that's ha- like, I thought, I don't know what I thought. I guess I thought like once you book, even for commercial shit, I was like, Oh, if I book a commercial, I'm set for the year. And then I was like, I actually booked it. And I was like, Oh, okay. 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 <laughs> Never quitting my day job. Uh, got it. Got oh it. God. I auditioned for a, a fucking, <laughs> for a national commercial. And then I booked it. And when I booked it, they were like, actually, it's going to be internal now. So no. I didn't get the payout. I didn't get the payout. No. I just got like the $700 fee of the, like. No, the day rate. rate. The day rate. That's all I got. Fuck. I didn't get a fucking payout. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, what the fuck? No, that is wrong. That is wrong. <laughs> wrong this is not, <laughs> not what <laughs> i auditioned <laughs> for <laughs> this is not how you advertise but that sucks right because like that's not what they said the gig was and then the, and then you audition for it going in being like oh okay cool like maybe i can make some money off of this thing pay two months worth of rent and it's like oh shit i can't nope. <laughs> it's gonna be so little money when you finally get it. it's gonna be <sighs> which sounds like a lot of money but if it's the only job i did that that month it is not a lot of money. it's not seven hundred dollars is not enough to pay literally anything in new york you know what i mean it's enough for whatever like uh, <sighs> anyway okay sorry <laughs> ramp, but like that was i that was great um wow glow what a pleasure <laughs> truly it was thank so wonderful you. thank you so much for for doing it this was great yeah thank you for having me Glow Tavares, everybody. I mean, what a joy. What a joy to talk to. Just laughing about life and all the craziness that it entails and has and yada yada. Um, You can follow Glow on the internet. Did you know that? Because she's a comic and an actor and you should see her stuff. Um, She has a website, GlowTavares.com. It's amazing. I love it. I've been stalking it for the the pod and it's great. You can follow her on Instagram, YoGlow underscore. That's Y-O-G-L-O underscore. She's also on Twitter. Same username, YoGlow underscore. Um, give her all the love and check out her stuff. She's pretty amazing. Uh, you can also follow this podcast. How do you hustle with Cami Dimitrova? That's the full title on Apple, Spotify, and all the things that release noise in your ears. Um, and that's about it. I hope everyone's having a great week and, uh, I'll have another episode for you at some point on a Monday. Great. Bye.